Thank God for showing mercy on me. Brought me home to the plains at the age of three. Occasionally, I stray from the nest, but I always come back to the best. LBK, love a T-E-X. Hey, what's going on, LBK? This is Robert Jenkins coming to you with the first episode, the inaugural episode of the Southwest Digest podcast. Um, as usual, I'm joined in studio by my partner in crime, my brother Cam Miller. What's up with you, bro? Not much, bro. Blessed beyond measure. But first and foremost, I would like to say peace to the East. Oh, well, in that case, I want to say all, my, all the best to my folks in the West. And but of course, to those in the North. And for the folks down South. Well, you shut your mouth. But I'm talking about love. Well, me too. Because that's, that's all we, we do. do. <laughs> and for real, that's what this whole podcast is about, man. Uh, it seemed like to us uh, there was a need in the, in, the, in the community and in the city, man, to just kind of highlight the things that we do and the people that's making things cool. And so that's what we want to do. And I'm sure most of y'all know that uh, we get the name Southwest Digest from um, a newspaper that was started in September 11, 1977 by these two gentlemen on the wall right here, um, Eddie Richardson and T.J. Patterson. And so uh, we just trying to, I don't know, follow in their footsteps with a slightly updated format. And speaking of format, man, we're going to do various uh, segments on this podcast. And it's kind of like the sections of the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of those segments is going to be called What's Going On, of course. And what's going on is basically what it sounds like. What's going on in the city of Lubbock, each neighborhood, community, uh, events, things that's going on of that nature. We just kind of want to bring a spotlight to that so we can kind of get a good camaraderie in the community going on and some support uh, for different neighborhoods. For real. And the second segment that we're going to do uh, probably every episode is called Out and About. And that's where we just go out in the community and uh, sometimes you stumble on some cool stuff that you didn't know ex existed. So when, when that happens, we'll do a little quick little story, see if we can get a couple of interviews. And for example, our first Out and About this week is going to be a restaurant that we discovered. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. What is it called? Mama Ann's, Mama Ann's Soul Food. Mama they, Ann's Soul Food. And they do have oxtails on the menu. I know one thing. If you're going to have some oxtails on it, man, you better come hard with them oxtails. We ain't been out there yet. We're going we're gonna to go out there this week. But uh, I hope they come hard with them oxtails. Mmm. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm just thinking for real. For yes. real, for real. We coming. I'm coming. We coming. Huh? We, we both that. coming. Yeah. We gonna descend like locusts <laughs> on the hug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, the third segment uh, that we gonna do uh, every episode, try to, it's gonna be words from the elders. And uh, what that is really is, oh man, there are so many people in Lubbock who have just old, older people that have been here for decades. Some of times they've actually even participate and help build the city and help make things the way they are today so um that's going that's that's what that's going to be a, a lot of, a lot of oral history that needs to be preserved for our community and that's what we're trying to do right now start on the fresh scape and get everything back in focus or the knowledge that has been here for us that we've been overlooking all these past decades and before it's gone, we're just kind of consolidating it all and giving it that, that refreshment. And then, like they say, what is the same same soup just reheated? Mm. No, we're not doing that. We're not yeah. re reheating some old soup. You know what I mean? We are keeping the same 
format of everything and just representing it. Mm -hmm. Like it's, we not adding or taking away from anything. Mm -hmm. It's just what was missing. Here you go. Yeah. To me too, the reason I really want to do that, uh, that words from the elders is because um, there's a lot of organizations around town um, like was at the Southwest Collection and there's a couple of other spots that they do a lot of oral histories and stuff like that. But to me, and this is no knock against them. In fact, they have great resources. I, I urge y'all to go check it out. It's on, on Texas Tech. But that's part of the problem. It's on Texas Tech. You got to go up there. You can't remove nothing from the, the Southwest Collection. It's all, it's a, what's it called? A, a research library. Mm -hmm. So you okay. have to kind of stay there to look at the stuff. And with our stuff, we just going to put it online. It's going to be uh, same place you get in this broadcast. It's either going to be on the podcast itself, or if you want to check it out, it's going to be online at southwestdigest.substack.com. Uh, or you can just go to Substack and type in Southwest Digest. Um, so that's, that's why we're doing that. We want to make that accessible. Mm. It's one thing to have that history secreted away somewhere. Yeah. But people want to... I mean, if, you can't, if it's not accessible... Is it really beneficial? Right. You know what I mean? It so, might as well not exist if you can't if you can't get to it easy. You know what I'm saying? That's like uh, books in the Vatican Library. Yeah. What's the exactly. Point, man? No. Books all in the Library of Congress. What do you, you can't even get to them and see them. What's the yeah. It yeah. could be that could just be a book cover with some ball up tissue in there. It ain't no real book, but nobody can get in there to see it, so we think it's full of books. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know how I said they sometimes. got a stage library. Yeah, just make it look like yeah. they got some stuff in here. Yeah. yeah. But don't gotta, touch it. Yeah, don't disturb the <laughs> right. <laughs> got dust all on it, but ain't even nothing in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm sure that's probably not the case. But yeah. then again, man, I've been around the block a couple times. I've seen some stuff that that'll blow your mind, and it, it is that way sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Smoking mirrors, as they say. Smoking yeah. mirrors. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what we trying to avoid on this podcast. We trying to be transparent, just bring shine to the community, to the regular folks that's doing uh, doing things in the community, man, and making it. Um, make it fun and make it entertaining too. Um, another section that we're going to do is called What You Bumping. And the reason we're going to do that is because, first of all, me and Cam are both just music fanatics. And we're both artists as well. We both make our own music. So to me, music is part of life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you feel that way. Yep. And you know, they say every good hero has a, has a soundtrack. No, nah, what is it? It has a, a, a theme, a theme song. song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. We see what it is, and I think too, just spotlighting um, artists and musicians in the city, you know, that are great. I mean, if you go out and listen to some, a lot of this live music, man, it's a lot of talent in mm -hmm. Lubbock, Texas, you know. Yeah, you're right about that, man. And there's a matter of fact, if case y'all don't know, there's another podcast that the city of Lubbock does that I help out with, and it's called uh, LBK Rhythm and Roots. And you can go to just if the simplest way to find it is go to YouTube, go to the city of Lubbock's YouTube channel. And, you, and type in Rhythm and Roots. And we just did, uh, we've got 20 episodes, I believe, or we'll have, we got one more left in the season. And just what Cam is talking about, man, singer-songwriters galore all over, the, all over the city, all over the region, and all of them is dope in their own way. So we want to kind of jump in on that. We're going to talk about music in this section called What You Bumping, like, you know, what you playing. Ba basically, what's on your playlist this week? Mm -hmm. Now, that's kind of what we're going to do, and that's, that's all going to be free and available to the public. You can just check that out without paying. It's going to be on the podcast. Now, for those that want to get a little bit deeper, we're going to have a paid segment of the podcast. And right now, I believe it's uh, $6.99 a month, 
And you can see that on Substack if you check us out. Also, you can look on Apple Podcasts and all that place. Anywhere you get your, anywhere you get your podcast, we're going to be there. But in the paid section, we're going to go a little bit deeper. And that, in fact, that whole paid section is called Down the Prairie Dog Hole. Now, I know that's a little corny. You got to play that mysterious music because, yeah, <laughs> it's their part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we're going to do, man. Point. We ain't we going to get into some to some. I ain't going to say no woo woo stuff, but mm-hmm. just a variety of interesting stuff. Um, anything from controversial topics, uh, local news, um, what's kind of what's going on. But more in depth, there's going to be interviews with local uh, movers and shakers, people that's out there making it do what it do. Um, and also, there's going to be a little bit of paranormal in there because we, we both like that paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you want to tell a paranormal tale right now, huh? No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> but yeah, so, and then after we do um, that whole section right there, that down the prairie dog hole, one of the things that's going to cap off that segment that we real excited about, it's going to be called Puppets and Prophets. And basically, if y'all are familiar with Rap City, Rap City going, you know, you used to have, uh, what was it called? Uh, the basement. The basement. Well, it depends. The booth in the booth. Yeah, it depends on the Chris Thomas Rap City. Right. The Tigger Rap City. Yeah. Or the, uh, dang, what was the other guy? Oh. Prince DeJour was on Rap City. I don't remember that guy. He was the, 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 the slick hair, okay. uh, wavy hair dude used to wear the shades. Chris I remember shit. the mayor. Yeah, that was Chris, Chris Thomas. Thomas. He used to do the little dance with the arm. Yeah, yeah. So basically, this whole puppets and prophets section is going to be me and my brother, my other brother, and my other brother, and all my other brothers up here doing uh, our own original music. And here's the thing, man. We don't want to just do our music. If you are a hip-hop artist or a singer, if you are any kind of artist, everything okay? If you every if you are any kind of artist out there, you do your own original music and stuff like that, hit us up. Please. And uh, the email address, you can get in contact with us at tellswdcast at gmail.com. Like, go tell it on the mountain. So tellswdcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on text message at 806-642-0949. That's 806-642-0949. So, and I'll even give you extend uh, uh, Olive Branch 2 that if you see me at in the community and you want to get at us and do anything like that please feel free like i'm i'm always open for any type of conversation um on any level you know what i mean well not any level let yeah. me clarify on that many I levels. Don't, not, I don't not do any that now yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't approach me like that yeah yeah. <laughs> well, yeah yeah now there's another section that's uh that we were thinking about doing too matter of fact what we really want to do and we got to extend this out to uh, all the local pastors and stuff if you know a pastor or if you are a pastor, mm-hmm. tell, tell us to get in contact with us because we would love to have y'all record a little three to five minute word of the week on your phone and email it to us. So if you're a pastor, uh, any kind of elder at a church, anybody that's got that prophetic voice, you want to drop some word, drop the word on us, man, hit us up. And again, that's tellswdcast at gmail.com. So uh, we've been talking here quite a bit and I just realized we were supposed to introduce ourselves first, but better late than never, man. Let's let's uh, introduce ourselves and tell us uh, tell them a little bit about who they who we hope they gonna be spending time with. Yeah. Uh, well, my name is Cambrell. Uh, artistically, right now, I go under the name of Mansa Aten Musa. Um, 
different meanings to that. I don't know if you want me to really yeah, go into really. that. Break it down a little bit. Um, well, f for those that know and don't know, Mansa Musa was arguably the richest man ever. Uh, he was a king of Timbuktu. Um, he did a pilgrimage, and on his pilgrimage, as he basically the gold he had with him that they carried, um, kind of messed up the gold exchange and the mm -hmm. money. So the, he he had so much uh, so much pocket change. He basically he was just blessing people game on the, on his way there. Yeah. you know what I mean. And when he got there, his entourage and everybody. So I kind of take that as doing the music. That's kind of what. I wanted to do as I moved through my journey in life. Everybody I encountered was kind of give him some jewels, some type of way. It, either you want to, you don't. I don't know, but that's just how I took it. The Aten of it is has two a dual meaning too, because it's A ten, which is A T E N, and Aten, which is the sun god of ancient Egypt. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and that's. The thing of when you're an MC, the era we come from, it was about being the best MC and the best lyricist. So that's kind of not a guy like I, you know, right. like I think I'm anything special or anything, but strictly music when it's when I say that. Um, and the A10 is the tank buster. Yeah. Again, the lyrical assault, you yeah. know, just like. So I just kind of mixed that all in together and saying on a on a competitive level. Watch out, you know, mm -hmm. pretty form formidable opponent, you know what I mean? I, I never claim to be the best at anything, you know what I mean? But I just say I hold my own doing what I do. Mm. Um, and then from the standpoint of having a message in what I say is the, the Mansa Musa mm -hmm. as far as the mm -hmm. dropping jewels and, and game and whatever yeah. you want to say. So eh, it's kind of, eh. Tried to make it mean something. I used to go by Goat Loke, which a lot of people know me by, but uh, as I got older, um, that, that really didn't fit my mindset, the life I was living and the, the where the direction I wanted to take my music. So, I mean, I, that cat's still there. You know, don't think he's gonna win anywhere, but um, I'm a work in progress. And I strive for a righteous uh, existence, righteous movement. So with that mindset, that's, you know, I'm moving forward in the future, man, trying to make some things happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, you got, you got it all deep, and you got a cool uh, uh, MC name. <laughs> and uh, me, on the other hand, I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a spoken word artist by trade, but then again, I also make music. And it's one of them things where if you make music and you do spoken word over it, at, at some point you, you have to realize, okay, that's just rap. You know what I'm saying? And quit trying to. I, that's where I've been having a lot of trouble for like the last 20 years trying to figure out what do I do? What do I call it? How to define it? And I realized late, re recently, don't define that, man. Just do what you do. Just just do what you do and have fun with it. So um, I guess if I had to have an MC name, originally it's like Rob One, which is uh, back when I was in college. I went to Wiley College and I, I knew a cat name. His name was Chris Ford. He was a cool laid back brother and he used to spray paint and tag and stuff. And uh, he went by Dome One because he had a big, smooth, bald head. He's Dome One, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when I when I said uh, I need a name, uh, I said I like that cat. So he was so cool and so tight. I said I'm, I'm gonna call myself Rob One. And then uh, I kind of chose Suleiman later on, 
And Suleiman was a, was a actually a Muslim king back in the days, but he was a patron of the arts, kind of like what you was talking about. He was known for being wise, wise, and really that Suleiman is just Solomon in in Arabic. You know what I'm saying? So it's basically uh, King Solomon, but he was a huge supporter of the arts and poetry. So. Mm-hmm. That's where I kind of got that from. And then lately, I've been taking the call of myself I Tiger, because Tiger is kind of my original name, goes back to birth. That's a long story. I ain't going to get all deep into it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just I Tiger. So I don't know. When I'm on the mic, you're going to hear me say all kind of weird stuff. Just know whatever name I say, that's I'm talking about me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. You got to make up your mind at some point, but maybe you don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to who? Again, man, it's all beauty's in the eye of the beholder, mm-hmm. and who can say what's gonna be what or what needs to be what? Like that outside of the box stuff, it's what's needed sometimes. Sometimes it's a it's a refresher from that same same old same old man, mm-hmm. same lame thing. Like oh, it's steady repetitive. This it's kind of like Hollywood movies mm-hmm. instead of creating yeah. new characters. Keep making the same. They want to redo this a storyline on it. And it's like. Now I'm confused because I done missed this movie in between. Right. And y'all done came out with this and they don't have anything to do with it. So I'm, you know what? I don't want to watch none of that. And I don't, wanna, I don't want to get on that subject too deep, <laughs> but they get on my nerves with that because they keep changing the characters up that everybody is familiar with and love from their childhood. And then they basically undermine the characters in the new movies. And it's like, well, instead of doing that, why don't you just write your own movie with a whole new character? Hello. That's how you show you got talent and skill and stuff, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, don't get me started on that. That's going to be a down the rabbit hole, uh, down the prairie dog hole discussion right there. Mm-hmm. So y'all know that's coming up in the future. <laughs> but before we go too far, I think we ought to get into our first section, uh, what's going on. And man, we got a stack of, stack of papers here that we're going to get into. These are things that I picked up at the library. See, I do all the hard work so y'all don't have to. But... <laughs> Before we get into that stack right there, I want to send a shout out to uh, Danielle over at the East Lubbock Art House. She stayed doing dope stuff. All the time. And All the time. Yeah, looking at their website, man, they got community art classes are back. This was uh, starting on September 3rd, they've been back. Today is September 11th, but these art classes are going to go, they're going to run uh, every week till December 17th. And if you want to get more info, go check out eastlubbockarthouse.org. But every Sunday from 4 to 6, they're going to be doing all kind of cool stuff, man. And it's not just art. Yeah, I was looking on there, and they say they're going to be uh, teaching you how to do pottery and clays. They're going to teach you how to cook. And didn't you say somebody said it might be at the library or something? I, I think so. They were saying Patterson Library. It's a, a cooking class or something. I signed up for it. I had the information in my email. Um, but, Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be there. If you're talking about some some food and some cooking, hold yeah. up. <laughs> I think it said. Matter of fact, I think it said how to cook seafood, how to make a seafood meal or something like that. Oh. So, I mean, come on, that's that's East Lubbock Art House. Cooking is an art form. Trust me. I used to be pretty good at it. Now I'm old and busy and don't care no more. So I be making empanadas and nachos and stuff. I don't be trying to put no no effort into it. But uh, maybe I need to go get rekindled at this art class. You know what I'm saying? This cooking class. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that they're going to be doing up at the East Lubbock Art House is a candle making workshop. And that seems like it's going to be cool. I think my wife probably want to uh, check that check out. That out yeah. And that's going to be on September 14th from 7 to 9 p.m. And you get the tickets online at eastlubbockarthouse.org. And they looks like they're $25 a piece right now. But I think that's a worthy cause, man. So get out there and, and check mm-hmm. that out. 
um we already mentioned that 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 new soul food restaurant um another thing that i wanted to throw in there is that the city of lubbock is accepting applications for various boards and committees and a lot of times we sit around and be like oh the city ain't doing this the city ain't doing that well this is your chance to have some input so go to mylubbock.us scroll down to the middle of the page you'll see something i think it's called news and events uh, and you'll see in that section they are accepting all these applications for various boards and committees click on that it'll take you right through and you can sign up and put in the application to be on one of the boards that actually helps the city run the airport board the city uh, streets and design uh, engineering oh there's tons of boards that you can help out with if you've got some particular expertise in a certain area so man i encourage y'all i ain't got no expertise in those areas <laughs> but please go to the website check it out maybe put in an application next thing you know you might be helping shape the city of lubbock aha <laughs> one more thing that i of interest is people say it ain't nothing to do in lubbock and it is things to do it's, it's a lot of stuff to do Sometimes we just don't know about it. One of the places that always have something cool to do is Luca. That's the Louise Hopkins Underwood Cultural Center for the Arts, I believe it stands for. See, don't be trying to, don't be trying to ad lib on there. Mm -hmm. We'll just call it Luca because that's what I wrote down. But anyway, they actually have a renaissance fair. And I guess they're going to have people dressed up in renaissance costume. I want some beer and I want a big old turkey leg. That's, when I think of Renaissance Fair, that's what I think of, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's going to be on uh, September 16th, Saturday, September 16th, from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. And that's uh, at 511 Avenue K, if y'all ain't familiar with it. It's a big old building that says Luke around the side. They have First Friday Art Trail. They, have, uh, they always got something cool going on, so check them out. Um, yeah, so that is our first little edition of what's going on, and we're going to need y'all's help. So y'all know what's going on more than we do. So again, send us that input, and uh, that's going to be at uh, Southwest Digest, tell SWDcast, tell SWDcast at gmail.com. So hit us up, man. If there's something going on, let us know. We'll shout y'all out on the air and uh, publicize the events, because that's, again, that's what we do. That's what we do. Hey, what's good, Lubbock? This is Robert from the SWD cast. My partner in crime, Cam, and I stopped by Lubbock's newest soul food restaurant the other day, and we wanted to tell y'all about it. It's called Mama Ann's Soul Food Kitchen, and it's located at 1519 34th Street. Over there off uh, 34th, and I think it's P. The owner is a young brother named James Devereaux. Mama Ann's is, of course, named for his mother and incorporates some of her recipes. We had a chance to sit down and talk with James, and he sounded like a real cool cat. Check it out. What, what led you to start this? Now, I saw the, the article in the paper about your mom and her wanting to be this. Can you elaborate on it? Man, it was like one of our last conversations. Uh, she battled cancer for seven years. The last five months, we got, we got closer than, you know what I'm saying, what we was. And our actual last conversations, she's always, um, she said I always wanted me to cook. And that day I cooked, she was like, maybe we need to get you a restaurant. And I was like, well, we'll work on it. And like two months later though, she, she left and I, I just kept her dream alive, you know, and opened a restaurant. That's something.
And speaking of recipes, Cam and I had oxtails and beef tips over rice, respectively. I can't lie, the food was good. And they seemed to be some pretty light, healthy versions of our traditional soul food meals. The plates were pretty generous in size, but I didn't feel stuffed. There was a family atmosphere about the place, and I really liked the decor a lot. The dining room was cool, clean, and comfortable. I can tell you, this place is probably going to end up being a regular spot for the Jenkins clan. I'd say you are the people out too, if you haven't already. Once you go, let me know how it was. Alright, peace. In this next segment that we call Words from the Elders, we actually had the privilege of interviewing Mr. Brady Baldwin, who is an elder in the community that recently turned 100 years old, and he lives in the Dunbar Manhattan Heights historical neighborhood. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it was, man, I love doing these interviews, and one of the things that he talked about just blew our mind. It, it, the segment is called I think it's called Cotton Picking Nicknames and Bloodlines is what we call the, his little short segment here. And because he gets into just that, he talks about his feats picking cotton. And some people think picking cotton is like, oh, it's a shameful part of our history and stuff. I don't feel that way. I feel like it's a part of our history where we was moving and grooving, using the skills that we had to get what we needed. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of our ancestors, our elders, that's what they did. Yeah. That was a, that was a catalyst. Like, yeah, they did it. But they went on to to good things in life, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. they, they didn't that didn't hold them back, you know what I mean? Like, and that's something we look at like you say now. They're like, what? I wouldn't do that. I couldn't do. It. And they, they were looking at it like, man, I'm gonna do what I have to do now to be able to do what I want to do later. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's it's people don't we don't realize it now. But like, I, I was talking to my grandpa, man, years ago before he passed, and he was telling me they actually came from Bryan, Texas, to Lubbock, Texas, to pick cotton because it was good pay. And it was it was it was a good living. Mm -hmm. It was hard work. It wasn't fun, but it was a good living. You could make make the money you needed. So anyway, Mr. Baldwin hooked us up and dropped some jewels on us about uh, all jewels. the yeah jewels. <laughs> uh, dropped on us about his time picking cotton, and also kind of gets into his bloodlines and his nickname a little bit. So peep it out. So were you were y'all picking cotton at that time, or yeah, we're picking cotton. And then we come here, we were pulling cotton. Well, I'll give you my nickname. They nicknamed me Six, my uncle. I used to pick, pull 600 pounds of cotton a day. And he called me Six, 60. It went from 60 to 600. So, I thought when I come to Lubbock, I could get rid of that name, but it followed me. <laughs> but, uh, back in those days, uh, how yeah. much was you getting for uh, 100 pounds of cotton? Oh, it wasn't much. <laughs> I can't remember how much. Well, my daddy was over it. That's, if you look behind you there, it's a picture of all of my, my daddy and his five boys. And it's, there's three of them deceased and two of them sleeping. 
I got one brother left. And he's living in Abilene. He's 96. Then my, my uh, mother, she, she was my Sir William Baldwin. And she was a half, her mother was a half Indian. Before I got some of my curly hair from her. And uh, so uh, she, uh, we were living in Hamlin then. And, uh, I always worked. I had a job. I never was without a job. I just worked all the time. I find something to do. And uh, she didn't want me to leave before she passed. I, I moved to Lubbock. And my brother, he already had moved, one, moved in the one that's still living. And he, uh, I run upon him, and he was living in a trailer house with the one bed. And uh, he said, he's glad to see me. He said, I'll tell you what, he said, we're going to find a, a room in this bed. He said, don't strip and get in the bed. Lay crossways the bed. We can get more papers in there. <laughs> well, I was tired and sleepy, so I joined them. <laughs> but the next day, we got a motel room there. I forget the name. I think it was, uh, well, I'm trying to think of the motel. Anyway, it was a black motel. And they uh, rented me a room. And so me and my brother was living there. So all my buddies that were laying across the bed, sleeping with me, they wanted to come stay with me. So I would sneak them in at night, <laughs> you know. It was tough on them, you know, it was real tough, you know. Nobody had a little lot of money. And uh, finally, one day, I, I told them, I said, y'all have to leave for a day because the, the lady may wake up and find all of y'all in here. <laughs> well, all of them. <laughs> but anyway, it did happen. She said, uh-huh, sir, I know what's going on here. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, Mr. Bob, said they're going to have to go. I said, okay, I'll, I'll send them on their way. So I left them, and me and my brother stayed there. What was your brother's name? Uh, Elgin Baldwin. Elgin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how many did you have? How many brothers and sisters total did you have? I had uh, it's five of us, five boys, and uh, had three sisters. Three sisters deceased, and three brothers deceased. It's just two of us living. Okay. 
It's, it's a woman living in Abilene. Mm -hmm. his, his name is Elgin. Elgin, well, yeah. Um, do you remember all the rest of your brothers and sisters' names? Oh, uh, Dalton Nash was one of my sisters. Olivia Hash was my only sister. She was a minister. And uh, uh, I'm trying to keep him calling the nicknames. You can tell the nickname too if you don't if you don't mind. <laughs> well, the uh, uh, the the nickname was well, the brother. He was a Preacher, his name we call him Obey. Obey. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he deceased. You know, that was his nickname, but his real name was Wilson Baldwin, and he have a son named after him, well, Little Wilson. He's, uh, he's we all. All of the boys was met, uh, Baptist, and all the girls were Methodists. Man, that right there was some interesting stuff. And yeah. see, this is why we like to do these recordings because mm -hmm. you can just get all kind of little tidbits off in there. And there's several things I want to talk about. But what what was uh, the most interesting thing you saw in there, bro? Well, off the top of the head was that he could pick six, a pick and pick a hundred pounds of cotton a day. No, it was 600. 600. Yeah, 600 pounds of cotton a day. Woo. He was moving out there. 600, 600 pounds, pounds of cotton, cotton a day. That, um, and then also when he was speaking about when they were working and they had to sleep in the same bed, mm -hmm. it kind of like that kind of brings back memories of me and my partners early in the, you know, early in our life. Um, like he said, everybody just trying to get it. We getting by. Nobody really had too much. We all coming together and making it, making it happen, making it work. That um, his family history, just all of it, man. I'm, I'm just all ears mm -hmm. when elders, when elders start speaking, man. I'm just like, I tune everything and I'm listening and I'm listening. I'm looking, looking and I'm listening. So I do that a lot at the center, at the senior center, man. Just go talk to the elders. Up there at so, May Simmons. Yes, sir. So I mean, I, it's a lot of great information you can get and just the feeling that I get just sitting and listening to an elder man, that too. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's amazing to me, man. Just cause I, when they talk, I start seeing what they're saying. You know what I mean? I can actually see the visual and it's just kind of like, wow, man, just imagining that time, that era of, of life mm -hmm. for, for our people, our community, you know what I mean? Just yeah. to hear that and him to say it in a manner that's not derogatory or it's not sad or it's not mm -hmm. you know what i mean he's just actually saying what what we were doing and how mm -hmm. we did it and what it was man you know like i love it bro <laughs> I love that's it. a trip so yeah he blew my mind when he said 600 pounds of cotton and he said he pulled 600 so and that I, I don't know what the difference between picking and pulling is i meant to ask him but i i didn't mm -hmm. i forgot to circle back around to it mm -hmm. if i if i'm able to see him again i'm up 
see if he can clarify. Like, what's the difference? I, and this is, I've never picked cotton. Let me clarify that. I, I played in plenty <laughs> cotton fields. Yeah. When we was growing up, it was right down the road. But I would think the difference would be picking it, picking the actual cotton out the bug, pulling uh -huh. it, you know, pulling all that, and just pulling would be just grabbing that whole, maybe, mm -hmm. the whole bulb of cotton or whatever and just yeah. pulling those. Yeah. Because I think maybe by that time they may have had a different way of processing that, that mm -hmm. cotton. So mm -hmm. it wasn't as brutal as before. Right. Where they had to pick the cotton and turn your fingers and doing yeah, all that. Yeah, because cotton is rough, man. Mm -hmm. Even we used, to, we used to have cotton bowl fi fights back when I was a kid, man. At the end of the, at the, end of the block, we used to go down there and uh, get in that cotton field, man. We'd be pulling them bowls off and whoosh, throwing them at each other. And, Dirt club fights too, but mm -hmm. cotton bowls are a little better because sometimes dirt clubs have rocks in them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> cotton cotton bowls just have cotton in them, so mm -hmm. it wouldn't hurt that bad. It would hurt a little bit. <laughs> um, the other thing he said, man, that tripped me out, um, of course, he said it was a black motel. He couldn't think of the name, but um, of course, Lubbock was segregated in those days, and mm -hmm. so it was hard because wasn't nowhere to go. It was probably only a few hotels, and those hotels was probably more like boarding houses, I would imagine, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So that part tripped me out. And then two things that's kind of related toward the end. He said his, his brother, Wilson, they called him Obey. And when he said that, I, my ears perked up because I was like, that's something to do with voodoo. And he said he was a preacher, and they called him Obey. So to me, that sounded like one of them African words, or the, you know, old cultural words creeping into a, to our English. Mm -hmm. I'm not, don't, don't quote me on that, but that's what it sounds like, because uh, Obey is a voodoo priest or the, the power of the, the priest or uh, something. Oh, see, that's funny you say that, because how I took it when he said Obey was him being a preacher, he's going to obey the commandments and stat law, statutes, and <laughs> yeah. commandments of the Most High. Right. I'm Obey, yeah, because I'm obeying. I'm, mm -hmm. And that's how I took it. So I would like so we, to get some clarification, kind of, if we could you know, ever get the chance to go back and, and, and speak with Mr. Baldwin. It's those certain certain things we want to, hey, can you touch on that again, man? Yeah. Kind of because it was kind of ambiguous to us, you know what I mean? Right, and right. Just right. to get some clarity on that. Also, he said, um, he said, in addition to his brother, they call him Obey, he mentioned, kind of tied in with religion. He said, what did he say? The three boys were, were Baptists, Baptist, and, and all of his sisters were Methodists. Methodist. And that ties into you go on the east side and you can go to Chapman Hill, you can go to any any neighborhood over there, they got about forty two churches in it. And that's I think Baptist why are we seeing that. Because yeah. mm -hmm. I ain't never heard of six brothers and sisters having two different religions. You know what I'm saying? Well it's the same religion, it's just the the, the denomination. The, two different yeah, yeah, two different denominations, mm -hmm. but that's still even that's strange to me to hear that. You know I, what I'm I mean, and then you think about it though, when you think about the the people that maybe they married, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the husband may have been Methodist. Right, right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. Mm -hmm. Because I know, like, in, in our family, it was predominantly Methodist. Mm. You know what I mean? And then outside of that, like, it was a lot of, I knew a lot of Baptist people. Like, I've been to Baptist church. Like, I, I don't use denomination. Right, yeah. It's really, it's care. really about the preacher, right? And the congregation, like if if it's an actual church where you walk in and they make you feel welcome, and you can get that good word for the spirit, man, and it's something, man, you could be Baptist, Methodist, word, however, I mean, whatever you want to be, as long as the preaching is good, and and, it's, and you and you 
teaching the Bible. Teach, yeah. Not up here motivational speaking. Right. But you are actually using the word, the scriptures. You know what I mean? Right, that, right, right. That's where it comes from. Not your own interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. Not dancing around. Like I say, yeah. I can make you feel good at the end of this, but I've only actually read three words out of the Bible. You right, know what yeah. I'm saying? And you feel good in the mud yeah, when you leave. Yeah. Well, you done sung about 32 songs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Clap, beat the Holy that tambourine yeah. and all that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, how much of the Most High did we really even discuss in here? You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. How many words were actually the words of of, of the Messiah? You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's a lot of people. I think they miss that, and when that is not there, maybe that is why people move denominations or churches or whatever you know yeah. what i mean because and yeah. that like we say that's that that's a whole different yeah, that's, <laughs> conversation that's down right the prairie dog yeah, hole you know we're gonna talk about it so y'all y'all might want to <laughs> drop about seven dollars and, and you know get these good conversations yeah. the um the other thing i was gonna say too uh about that that preaching and stuff man is uh the, the prosperity gospel that's the other thing that get me man like i that's not I don't think that's what the man was talking about in the book. You know what I'm saying? I don't I'm think just he's... saying, show me it, that in the book. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Because it wasn't, it, it was never about tangible money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's doing the will of the Most High, and all that would be added to you. Like, you don't have to worry about all that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But we get away from that in, in, in this society, and it's... Like people will say, money's the root of all evil. No, it's not money. It's the love, love of money. money. Yeah. Because that love for it means what are your bounds? Do you have any bounds or anything that you won't do? What won't you do to get money? If you love it, and that's what it's all about, you won't, you'll do anything. And we see that out here. People do the darndest things <laughs> mm -hmm. for a buck. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, can you really... Who am I? Who are you again? That's that's my whole stance. Um, can't judge a person for they walk in life or where they're at because we don't. If you don't know their story, mm -hmm. so you know not to get into a hole. Cause I'm telling you, this is man. We get in that rabbit hole, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where it's yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. That's now where you it's see, at. also you see why we like talking to our elders, cause. That was a little what five, six, seven, eight minute clip from from the elders, and you, there's about forty two things to talk about in there. Every, everything you said made me think about something and want to discuss something and ask more questions. So that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, uh, we're gonna transition now. We're gonna close that out. We like to keep it moving a little bit. We're gonna transition now to what you bumping. Uh, you can think of this section like uh, what's on your playlist. Yeah, a pretty night I might show them. City lights, white ghosts, I'm controlling. 20 ounce price crew, pull the phone in. Translation, make sure your boy's told him. Southside still holding. Southside was still holding. Southside was still holding. I tell you what, I've been bumping lately. It's a song that I had already kind of known about. It's, I think it's an older song from Houston, rappers out of Ace Town, ESG and that crew. And Cam kind of turned me on to it and brought it back to my attention, man, that uh, Southside still holding. Man, my wife and my daughters, I ain't gonna say my daughters, but my wife, she does not, she'll leave the room when I turn that song on. Why? Because like I told her, bro, it's, um. I say it's the era, right? Because mm -hmm. that that song kind of brings back that that '90s feel yeah, of, the, so of the rap, you know what I'm saying? The Houston, the Houston yeah. rap. And I told my wife, like, she at that time she she had moved to Florida. She was living in Florida at that time, so she wasn't she wasn't in 
that era, like mm -hmm. how, especially me, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm in it and all that. So I tell her, I'm listening to it. And I'm like, man, like, I throw it in the conversation. Like my, my, my daughters would come up and say something to me and I'd be like, well, did you tell them? And they'd be like, well, tell them what? Southside still holding. <laughs> yeah, and they'd just walk away like, man, this dude crazy. I ain't talking to him, but it, it's like that. And I like it. She, like my wife, she, to her, it's just like, I don't think she's actually really sat down and watched the video and kind of listened to it. It's just kind of like mm -hmm. his delivery and how yeah. he's on the... Yeah. And she ain't, that's, she's just his like. His delivery is what make the song. That's what I'm saying. The song like, is, and the remix. Have you heard the remix? Yeah, I have. Yeah, that's why I say. I, I love it, man. And 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 one thing, too, that, I, uh, that I'm listening to right now, you know, Lil Kiki mm -hmm. from Houston has a new project out. And one thing that I do like are the older artists mm -hmm. that are still making music. Yeah. And, and you can hear the, the, the progression mm -hmm. in it. Like, it's still... It's still that, like mm -hmm. they not doing something totally new. It's like, well, man, what is this? I got to get accustomed to this. To yeah, it. like what is this? It's like, nah, it's the same good feel, but it is updated. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, there's so many artists out there, like the E40, uh, Cube. Um, it's been a while since Face and Drop, but you know, yeah. like Spice Ones, man, people yeah. like that. Be yeah. legit, man. Yeah. I, those people, they still, they still out there dropping it. albums, yeah. yeah. So Devin the dude, like all that, man. Right. Um, and that's me. I'm just speaking like from a, from that level. But it's it's even other artists. Um, Big Mike, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but it's it's like not that genre. Mm -hmm. rap but mm -hmm. it's uh i cannot think of the dude's name man but um anyway mm. and one of the things i like about that that whole song the remix and everything i don't think there's any cuss words in it well it's edited is it yeah because okay, that, that remix is cuss words in it okay. well maybe the remix but i think the original <laughs> no the original it is it's oh, just is how it the, it's just how they edit it okay. it's a good edit where yeah. it don't take away from the song oh, i see i see Cause I was like, I don't remember nothing sticking out. So maybe mm -hmm. it's a few cuss words in there. So mm -hmm. you might not, maybe not put it in front of your, in front of your babies. No, and all that, if but, you uh, do, make sure it's the video yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. And that's that's the edited one. Yeah, but the whole, like we saying, man, the whole reason with that song is, is so good to me is it just feel good. It just, the way his voice is, the way he riding that track, the way the, the beat is going, it's got that old, uh, that old beat. <laughs> You know what that is? That's that uh, Houdini. Yeah, Houdini. Yeah. That's what one I was love, just... Yep. One Love. Got the beat from Houdini in there. Mm -hmm. It's just a great song, man. And or the drums, actually. Yeah, I say the beat is yep. the, the And it's the same drum drums that they use on the little Kiki Southside, too, if you listen to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not only that, Sibo used them drum bar. You know, uh, yeah. I be in that music like that, so I yeah. be out here and be like, ooh, that's that snare. They sampled that snare yeah. from such and such. Yeah. Or, that's that clap from the. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we so that's how we love music. And speaking of music, man, we are gonna go ahead and close this out. That's what we bumping for this week, and that's gonna conclude the the free section. But we would invite y'all come down that prairie dog hole with us. Yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a little bit of cheddar, but it's we keeping the price low, cause uh, man, we finna show y'all some music that we made, and uh, also we finna get into a deep conversation with a brother named Kenyon Andrews and. Uh, Y'all remember that that nonsense that was going on in Slayton about dropping the N-word too much and all that? Yeah, but you can't see it unless you come down the uh, prairie dog hole with us. Thank God for showing mercy on me. Brought me home to the plains at the age of three. Occasionally, I stray from the nest, but I always come back to the best. LBK, love a TV.